0: is good, great, and I'm grateful that you are in the house of the Lord today. Amen. I'm going to go for the word today. Brother Jenkins, to come and preach to us today. Give him a good hand as he comes. Praise the Lord, everybody. It is good to be in the house of God today. I am thankful for an awesome pastor. I'm thankful for the ministry that this church has. I'm thankful for the awesome preacher that is my brother-in-law. I heard him. He preached his guts out last Sunday. He preached the same message again on Friday. 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 Uh, Yeah, Friday. And... I told them afterwards, I said, I don't know if you did it better this time or last time. They were both pretty good. Uh, I told them, honestly, that message might be one of the best you've done yet. It was awesome. And I'm just thankful for all the stuff that this church is and has been. We, This is a great church. We serve an awesome God who has a destiny in mind for this City. Now, I told Mama yesterday as I was getting this message together, I said I might have you guys standing for a long time. I, w- I decided against that. So instead, I'm only going to read one verse, which for me is unusual. It's all thanks to a, um, I listened to a man in an interview today, and, or this past week, by the name of Philip Harrelson. And he talks about the importance of putting verses in context. And that is where it all started with me reading such huge portions of scripture, sometimes before messages. So, if you would, I think we know the context of this verse. If you don't. All you have to do is just uh, search up any Christmas movie, any Christmas story. I think you can find out the context for this verse. Uh, Let's turn to Luke chapter 1 and verse 38. And that's going to be your only verse today that I'm going to read and have you stand with me to read. Would you all stand for the reading of the word? And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Would somebody, please say, according to thy word. To thy word. And I am going to be preaching from those words today. According to thy word. Let's all pray. Jesus, help me to speak the words that you have given me to speak. Let it, be my, let it be your words and not just mine. Let me speak the words that you have given. Let me speak your word. Let me declare your message. Lord, I, I pray that you would change my thoughts, change my ways, and make me an example and a picture Of what you would have me to say, Lord. In Jesus' name, you are awesome, you are powerful, and you are mighty. You are the Lord of everything. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, for your presence and for your Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. It was the ultimate show of faith in this chapter that we're reading about. That faithful day. In the city of Nazareth, that little girl named Mary surrendered her future, her plans, and her reputation. And when she said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. She really didn't ask for any more clarification except for one thing, just um, how is it going to happen. She didn't ask why. She didn't ask where. She didn't ask when. All she asked was, is it possible? All she asked was, is it possible? And when the angel said to her, with God, nothing shall be impossible, that was enough. And she said, let it be. She said, Amen. She said, Let it be. Uh, all, all all, that she knew was, uh, He's going to be great, which, according to one man that I heard this past uh, Christmas, was the understatement of the century. He's going to be great. And He's going to be the Son of the Most High. Um, uh, the possible way it's going to be made possible is by the power of the Holy Ghost. Um, she didn't know about the Holy Ghost that would be poured out on the day of Pentecost. She didn't know about the power of the resurrection. She didn't know that he was going to lay hands on the sick and they would recover. She didn't know that he would walk on water as the song does ask. She didn't know all of these things. She just knew throne of David. um, He's going to be great. He's going to be king. um, And there's no real clarification. She just said, Let it be according to your word. It's just an assignment from God, and that's enough. She says, I am his servant. I am his handmaid, and it'll be according to thy word. As the saying goes, Jesus said it. I believe it. That settles it. And... That is all that really needs to be said. In fact, I heard it said by one man. You put, we put one sentence too many in that statement. It's Jesus said it that settles it. If the word of God says it, that's all that you need to know. Because at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess of things in heaven of things in earth and things under the earth. That is all that needs to be said. That is all that is required. In John 1 and 1, we hear in the beginning was that word. It was in the beginning, and it, that word is equivalent to God. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God and when that word became flesh it dwelt among us then we were de- de- then we beheld his glory the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth that word that became flesh was the manifest glory of God that word and it is at that word that everything happens. We remember what happens in the beginning? I believe we do. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Amen. God created the heaven and the earth. How did He do it? All He said was, Let there be light, and there was light. He said, Let there be a firmament in the heavens, and there was a firmament in the heavens. He said, let the dry land appear. And suddenly we had continents and islands and everything else in between. He said, let the sky bring forth birds and there were birds. He said, let there be plants and there were plants. Let there be fish and there were fish. Let there be animals and there were animals animals let there be stars and stars appeared let there be a greater light in the heavens and we got a sun let there be a lesser light we got a moon Amen. and that's all that it needed he spoke his word and it came to pass according to his word and i even heard it put this way when einstein started put, put out his theory that the universe is continually expanding Words don't die. Now, when you hear things, you you hear it, and it seems like every pause, the words are dying out, right? When I speak, that word speak disappeared off in this distance. But truth be told, it is simply going further away. When those words that he spoke at the beginning of creation, he said, let there be light, and it just came kept growing and growing and growing and growing and growing because there wasn't anything absorbing it there was nothing flashing it off that's the reason our universe is continually expanding because according to his word his word never said let the light stop it said, let there be a firmament in the heavens. The firmament stayed in the one spot. It was supposed to stay in the heavens. He said, let there be dry land. The land appeared and it was done because a land had appeared. He said, When he said, let there be birds, the birds simply appeared. And that's all that was required. But when he said, let there be light, the light kept going. Yeah. That's the reason our universe is expanding. It's according to his word. As his word said it, so will it be. But here's another interesting difference. He spoke and we got light. He spoke, we got an atmosphere. He spoke, we got land and plants and stars and animals and fish and birds. But he didn't speak for people. So something different happened with people. Something different happened with people. You were not made according to the word of God. You were made by something different. It says in Genesis 2, verse number 7. Genesis 2 and verse number 7 says... The Lord formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Now here's the thing. In Genesis 1, he did say, let us make man out of our own image. But then he did it physically. Out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. You and I are handmade and filled with the breath of God. As Texas had you do last week, breathe in breathe out that breath is borrowed because your breath in the breath in your lungs is the breath of God. Amen. You're not made according to his word, you're made according to his breath. Amen. You're made according to his image. It, in Genesis 1:26, he says, "Let us make man out of our own image and let him have Dominion over fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. See, we are in his image, and since you're in his image, there is something completely different we need to realize. The power of his word is limited by you. You have the power to override his word. You have the power to override it. And that is where most of the problems in the word of God come from. In fact, it's where all of them come from. The children of Israel in the wilderness were overriding the word of God. Mary was not overriding the word of God. She said, let it be according to your word. Let it be according to your word. I will be your servant, your handmaid. You say, I'm going to bear a child. I choose to bear this child. I mean, I'm not a hundred percent sure she could have chose not to bear the child, but she could definitely have chose to be a hindrance to the plan. She could have decided that I'm not gonna teach him the way that he's supposed to be taught. She could have decided I'm not gonna go ahead and take Joseph. She could have chosen a lot of different things. She could have chose, no, I don't. I, I'm Joseph. I'm not going with you to Bethlehem. She could have chose a lot of things to make things a lot harder. I'm not saying, but she said the Holy Spirit's going to overshadow you. It said going to. It may not have been done quite yet. Who knows? Maybe she could have said no. But that's not the point here. The point is she said yes. But you don't have to look very far in your Bible to find people that said no. Cain said no. The the people that were born after him said no. At one point, we find that the entire earth was filled with wickedness except for one man by the name of Noah. And they say no again and again. And we bump into problem after problem after problem. And I feel like there's nowhere that this principle is more evident than when we get to God brings them out of Egypt, He brings them into the wilderness. They make it to the land, and he says that it's time to get ready to go possess it. Moses says, okay, let's just get to a battle plan together. I'm going to send in 12 of you guys, one from each tribe, and we're going to take this land. So the 12 spies go in, and they come back, and we pick up here in Numbers 13 and verse number 26. They went and came to Moses and to Aaron, to all the congregation of the children of Israel, to the wilderness of Paran, to Kadesh, and brought back word and unto all the congregation. They showed them fruit of the land. And they told him and said, We came to the land, and it flows with milk and honey, and this is the fruit. It's just like he said. It is according to his word. This land is according to his word. It's exactly what he said. Nevertheless, but the people are strong in the land and the cities are walled and great and we saw the children of Anak there the Amalekites are in the land in the south the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites are in the mountains and the Canaanites dwell by the sea in the coast of Jordan and and they're going on and on and Caleb says guys 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 let's go and possess it we're able to do it but the other guy said we're, we're not able to go up against the people that are stronger than we are. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel. The land which we have gone to search is a land that eats up inhabitants. And the people we saw in it are great stature. We saw giants and the sons of Anak which come of the giants. And we are in our own sight as grasshoppers and so we were in their sight there's power in your words so according to thy word is it according to his word or according to thy word whose word are you going with because in we get into the next chapter, it says the whole congregation lifts up their voice and cries and wept that night. The children of Israel are murmuring against Moses and Aaron, and they said, Would to God we died in Egypt! Would to God we died in the wilderness! Why has God brought us to this land to fall by the sword that our wives and our children would be a prey, were it not better for us to return to Egypt God wanted them to take the land it was his will but they overrode his will and his word God let them do that and that is scary because he goes and talks to Moses about these people Moses is going off and he's praying and he's saying, God, what am I going to do with them? God, what am I going to do with these people? And God says, well, how long will I bear with this evil congregation which murmur against me? I've heard their murmurings of the children of Israel which they murmur against me. Say to them, as truly as I live, says the Lord, as ye have spoken in my ears, so I'll do it to you. You said... I wish we'd died in the wilderness. Well, your carcass will fall in this wilderness. And everyone that numbered with you, according to your whole number from 20 years old and up, which have murmured against me, you will not come into this land, which I swear to make you dwell therein, except for Caleb and Joshua. Except for Caleb and Joshua. Because they were willing to say that we would be able to do it. Amen. Wow. They said they could do it. So they get to go. Mm. The number of the days in which you search the land 40 days. I'll have you be in there for 40 years. Mm. You'll know the breach of my promise that I have said, surely I'll do it unto all this evil congregation. And the men which Moses sent to search the land who returned and made up all the congregation to murmur against him by bringing up a slander, those men that did bring up the evil report died by the plague before the Lord. But Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, which were of the men, went to search the land, lived Still. So he told them all these things. He went and told all the people. And they didn't listen. Yep. Right. They went up, well, they woke up early in the morning and said, okay, we're going to take it now. But you forget, they said this is a place that eats up inhabitants. Mm-hmm. They said they're too small to do it. Yep. So God let them be too small to do it said, okay, we're going to go in this place for we have sinned, but now Moses said, are you going to try and do this now? It won't prosper. Don't go up. The Amalekites and the Canaanites are there before you and you're going to fall by the sword now because you said you would. But they went on in. Said, but the Ark of the Covenant and Moses didn't go. And then the Amalekites came down and the Canaanites and smote them and discomfited them even all the way to Hormah. You can elect to be in charge of your own destiny. You can choose, okay, I'm going to do this my way. I'm going to do it my way. It's going to be my identity. But as long as you do it, your destiny is going to be Destruction. There is no turning off the power of your words. Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And how great a matter a little fire kindles. You see, life and death. The children of Israel literally wrote their own sentence. They said, oh no. I wish we'd died in the wilderness. God said, okay, you can die in the wilderness. They said, oh no. Our children are going to be prey." God said, yep, you're right. Your children are the ones that's going to fight them they said oh no if we fight against that city we're nothing more than a bunch of grasshoppers and they're so huge and mighty and god said yep you're right that's what the battle's going to go like it's going to be just as easy as an ant fighting against a boot mm. there is no turning off the power of your word and but here's the craziest part about all of this this could have been 10 times worse this could have been worse every one of them could have died but every one of them didn't die because every one of them didn't say something and every and god said god said i don't want to kill off every tribe of israel but did he say that god didn't say i don't want to kill every tribe of israel And this, the whole thing could have been totally different if it hadn't been for three people. Yeah. Joshua, Caleb, and Moses. Yeah. You see, the good report of Caleb saved Caleb and Joshua. You, you read it up in Joshua 14. He says, you know, you remember that day. Caleb comes up to Joshua, who's now in charge of the whole children of Israel and in Joshua 14. And he says, Do you remember back in the day when me and you had come back from searching it out? And he said, And I was the only one that stood up and said, Let's go ahead and take it. It's time. Yeah. Yeah. But listen to what he said. I was the only one But by the time it gets back to Moses and God talking, he says, Joshua and Caleb. Joshua, Caleb saved himself, sure. But he also saved Joshua. You see, Joshua knew a little bit about the power of God. He'd been the one who'd been walked up to the mountain with Moses a couple times. He'd been hanging out in the presence of the Lord and been the only one, and he stayed in there longer than Moses. But... We don't read them. Joshua stood up and said, let's take it. We read Caleb stood up and said, let's take it. So the power of what Caleb did. Caleb got to stick around and he was the first person to take his own personal territory for himself. Amen. At the age of 80, fighting, up, fighting an uphill battle against an army bigger than him. 80-year-old grandpa going in there and taking it. The oldest man there, one of the two oldest men there, I don't know if him or Joshua is older, but I assure you, they're both older than everyone else around, because they're the only ones left in their generation. They're the only ones left. Everyone else under the age of 20 is gone. And Joshua was 40 at the time that this went down. He's 20 years older than everyone else around him and he's taking the battle and he's going in there. All because when he was 40 years old, he said, I believe I can do it. You remember that, Joshua? (laughs) Do you remember that? And Joshua said, do it." it. Go for it. You were crazy enough then, you should be crazy enough now. So he did. So he went in. And so he did it. But also, the power of the word of Joshua was something to it. Because Joshua was willing to not let all the negative people around him change his mind. You see, Caleb was willing to stand up and say, let's do it. But we don't just need Caleb. We need someone who's willing to change their mind. You can go in there thinking... I'm a little on the fence about this I'm not sure if we can do it or not you see you can be like Caleb you can be that man who's going to who's willing to stand up in a place with a half empty church and say I believe we're going to take this city I believe we're going to do this all this stuff pastor was saying that's what Caleb did but we need some of you who's sitting in these pews and not so sure to be willing to be like Joshua and say you know what that man's right you know what, that guy's right. I'm going to, I believe we can do this. You know what, I'm not going to sit with all you 11 other weirdos. I'm going to stand up here and I'm going to say we can do this. We are able to take this city. I don't care what's going on. I'm going to win. I'm going to stand up. Because God said, Caleb and Joshua, they're the only people over 20 who gets to live through this. Because we need just a few people who remembers what it was like before all their parents started dying. We need a few people alive to take that city who saw the Red Sea part. We need a few people who knows what's going on. Because Joshua says, oh yeah. Do it, Caleb, I remember that. Uh No one else around here does. A few 20-year-olds back then, you, a few of these 60-year-olds might remember it, but us well, 80-year-old guys got to stick together, and I think you can do it. I think you can do it, Caleb. Yep. Go for it. But there's one more man who if it hadn't been for them, I'm not sure Caleb and Joshua would have made it. That's the pastoral prayer of Moses that I skipped over when I started this. And it's the place where my title comes from. No, my title does not come from Mary saying, "O Lord, according to thy word, I will do this. My title comes from this prayer. Because God comes back from that meeting of the spies mad. And Moses is up there saying... And the Lord said to Moses, how long will this people provoke me? How long will it be that they believe me for all the signs which I've showed them? I will smite them with pestilence. I will disinherit them. I will make thee a greater nation, mightier than they ever were. And Moses says, then the Egyptians are going to hear about it. for you, You brought these people out of Egypt? And they're going to say to all the other people in Egypt, all the inhabitants in this land, for they've heard that you are among this people and you've seen them face to face and the cloud stands over them and you go before them by a pure cloud and fire. If you kill all this people as one man, then the nations which have heard the fame of thee are going to speak, saying, because the Lord wasn't able to bring the people into the land which he swore to them. And he's killed them in the wilderness i beseech thee let the power of my lord be great as thou hast spoken saying the lord is long suffering of great mercy forgiving iniquity and transgression and by no means clearing the guilty visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generation pardon i beseech thee the iniquity of this people according to the greatness of your mercy as thou hast forgiven the people from egypt even until now and the lord said I have pardoned according to thy word. I got a question for you. There's a lot that can happen according to the word of God. Everything that God says will come to pass. But what God said there didn't come to pass. Because there was a pastor who said, God, I know they're idiots. God, I know they're a mess. God, I know they, they've ignored the preaching again and again and again and again. But God, you said there was going to be a place here for your word where you were going to write your name. You said this was a promised land. You said you were going to do something. But I believe that you said you're long-suffering and you said there was going to be something in this city and you said there was something that was going to happen. But God, show a mercy according to the greatness of your mercy like you've been doing since you brought him out of Egypt and God said to a pastor I've done it according to thy word we need a few people in here to be like Joshua and be willing to be swayed by some mighty powerful preaching we need some preachers who are going to say it's still possible but more than any of that if those preachers ever hope to make it, we need a pastor who's able to pray and get in the face of God, and so and say, "God, just give them one more chance." God, give this city one more chance. God, you said there was revival. God, you said in the last days you'd pour out your spirit on all flesh, and I believe it's going to happen. And God can say, "Let it be according to your word, Pastor." That doesn't have to be a pastor's prayer, though. It can be a mom's prayer. It can be a father's prayer. It can be a cousin's prayer. It can be a friend's prayer. God, I believe you're going to save my best friend. God, I know they've been sinning, and I know they've backslid, and I know they're off drinking and cursing and doing whatever else i know that they're not living according to the word of god anymore but god I believe you said you would say it all right. You said that the last days you poured out your spirit. Can one of those people can one of the can some of those people be, be, be my son? Can some of those people be my friend? Can some of those people be all those people I'm working with? Can some of those people be my classmates? Can some of those people be my teachers? God and God could say, I have pardoned according to thy word. But there's still a scary stuff said after that. As truly as I live, all the earth will be filled with the glory of God. Because all those men which have seen my glory and my miracles which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness have tempted me these ten times and have not hearkened to my voice. Surely they won't see the land which I swore to their fathers. Neither shall any of them that provoked me see it. But Caleb, because he has another spirit and followed me fully with him, I bring into the land. Tomorrow turn you and get into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea. See, they didn't all make it. But some of them made it. This is a rough one. It's hard to put a totally positive spin on this because it's not there. What do you want to happen? what's going to happen stands according to thy word what's going to come out of this stands according to thy word what's going to come of you stands according of to thy word i'm i'm wrapping up here can, can i get some music i don't know who's taking that today so <laughs> What do you want to come out of this? What do you want to be your final destiny? What do you want to be your final picture? What do you want the end to look like? Yes, whatever God says will come to pass. Yes, whatever God says will come to pass. And best case scenario for you is to do what Mary did and say, Lord, let it be according to thy word. Because no matter what happens, it will be according to his word. You know why it worked out for Caleb and was according to Caleb's word? Because he said what God said. Why it worked out for Joshua? Because he was willing to back up Caleb backing up God. Yeah. And why it worked out for a bunch of twenty and unders, why it worked out for the youth group. It was because a pastor was willing to stand there and say, God, you said your word says you're merciful. Let me remind you of that. <laughs> let, let me remind you that you're merciful. There will come a day when you said the wrong stuff one too many times. Or when you say the wrong thing one too many times. These ten times they've pushed me. But God, they they didn't all push you. You don't got to wipe them all out. Those kids didn't do nothing. They're, They're not allowed to go out there yet. Let it be done according to your word. God could say that to you. If you're willing to keep on going before a prayer room. If you're willing to pray it enough times. If you're willing to get before the face of God. God could turn to you and say. According to thy word. But at the same time he said according to thy word. To all the negative ones said you don't want to believe me you don't have to be part of this promise we need if you want to be part of the promise you better be declaring the promise so I was thinking and praying on how this altar call needed to look i won't to explain it to you there's three types of people we need We need those willing to declare it openly and not be swayed from that. We need people willing to be swayed from their negative opinions. And we need people willing to pray their hardest that everyone can make it and come before the presence of God and say, I, God, my family needs to be saved. God, my friends need to be saved. God, my school needs to be saved. Got someone in your head. Someone that you think still needs to be saved, someone you hope still has a chance. We need to find a spot. We need to declare, God, they need to be saved. God, they need to be delivered. And if you get to a point where you feel fully satisfied, I want someone to be like Caleb want someone to get to the end of your prayers and get up and just declare it declare it's gonna happen declare it's gonna happen I don't know, I don't care if you t- decide that translation is, is coming up and testifying before this congregation or if your idea of what that's going to look like is posted all over your social media, posted everywhere and just say it's going to happen, say so-and-so's going to be saved, so-and-so's going to be delivered, this church is going to see mighty revival. My school is going to be saved. My my, my workplace is going to be saved. My family is going to be saved. Because God can't, God put you in his image. And it can happen just the same. Just as we can do things according to his word. He does declare. I will do it according to thy word.